episode number six, Currency for Currency. Today's discussion for tomorrow's financial freedom is titled Denial. The question is, are you living your truth or pretending in someone else's reality? Does your budget keep you in check or does your lack of budgeting check you off the list for qualification? Join us as we discuss the MMH factors and give you golden nuggets on how to cash in on your currency. We'll get to the point of truth or dare. Which one will you choose and which one will classify you as the pimp or something else? Let's get into it. Currency for currency, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Currency for Currency, and this is the place where you'll get today's discussion for tomorrow's financial freedom. I'm Nyosha, and I am joined by my amazing co-host, Miss Mo Money. Good Mo night, Mo. hello. Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing, Nyosha? I am awesome. I'm ready to bring those MMH factors, Mo. Your mind, your money, and your home. You ready to cash in? I'm ready. I'm always ready to cash in. I know. Sure, you're right. So, Mo, we are now post, post election, but we still got some election drama going on, girl. Woo! It's, it's, <laughs> it's a whole lot, a lot of, I mean, I can't even begin to wrap my mind around everything that's happening right now. It seems like I'm reading some type of fictional, you know, book or something or watching some sci-fi channel. This is scarier (laughs) than anything I see, any creature feature I've ever seen. Creature feature. (laughs) is drama, you know, it's it's crybabies, it's, you know, it's it's crazy. How can this, in in 2020, it's just just beyond imagination. If if someone wrote this as a script, we'd have been like, oh, they they went too far. They just, this is corny. This is corny. Couldn't happen. Yeah. I'm so with you. I just, um, every day I'm like, no, that did not just happen. That did not just happen. And I feel like there's been so much of that in 2020, but I honestly believe that after the election, that would have stopped. I don't know. Maybe I had high hopes or something. I was too optimistic. I don't know. Yeah. I, I sort of, projected and we have been discussing even on um, Facebook some me and my friends in regards to the shenanigans is going to continue yeah I I, I wasn't actually I didn't know if I should be more afraid if um, the Dems won or if the Republicans won how bad it was going to get yeah this is I suspected something like this would happen Um, but it is what it is I mean he does have an ultimate plan, and I guess we'll talk about that too, right? Like, you know, yeah. The big plan. Well, big plan. the big plan. Well, besides being unfathomable, I think it's just blatant denial. And that's what I want to talk about today. Denial. I actually heard a quote today, and I think you're going to love this one. Denial. Don't even know I'm lying. <laughs> Denial. <laughs> you like that, right? Wow. That was um, wow. um, um that? yeah, that was Emmanuel Acho. He's a former linebacker, now turned author. And I heard that he was on, I think he was on CNN or something like that. And wow. he, you know, gave that acronym, and I was like, whoa, that's incredible. Denial. Don't even know I'm lying. So blatant denial post-election, but how many of us are lying to ourselves about our credit, yes. about our finances, about right? our positions in life, about our positions in life, about faking. our spending habits? Yeah, just faking it. So I wanted to dig a little deeper. I know we spoke last time about budgeting, right? And you wanted to, you know, push back and say no, no, no. You know, give a specific. And so, to your point, I want to give 
some specifics today. I want to focus in on how to set that budget, right? From beginning to end, how you can set that budget and how you can curtail some of this lying to yourself about where you are. Be real. Go to the mirror. Face up. Look at yourself. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I got you. So let's talk about it. Do you have a budget? Absolutely. I have to have a budget. You have a budget. So if I said, if I asked you, what is your monthly budget and how do you know when you're exceeding that budget? Would you have an answer for both of those questions? Yes, I, I have to have a answer to that button, to the answer and to that question. Absolutely. At okay. this point in my life, I do. Well, and that was going to be my next question. And let me say this to you. And I mm-hmm. heard said this um, a few years ago and it sort of stopped me. Um, if you're doing the same thing in your 40s or your 30s or your mm. 50s or whatever that you were doing 20 years ago, mm. you've wasted 20 years of your life. Mm. so mm. my thing is I had to fall down get up, brush myself off try something different or be stubborn and do the same thing again mm-hmm. and expect a different result which is insanity of insanity so yeah it came with a lot of falling down because I didn't have any direction and I didn't have the information okay right that okay. I needed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, in your 20s, you were kind of stumbling. You were reckless, crawling reckless, like a... <laughs> reckless. Nah, no stumbling. Reckless. Okay. I no credit. You kidding me? Credit. What? Okay. I so, crashed my credit by like 23, 24. It was crazy. Wow. What about your 30s? Were you a little more stabilized? Made kinda... some mistakes. Got mm-hmm. back up. Yeah, I yeah. would say... Towards my late 20s, you know, I think it was, uh, in my head, when I was growing Mm -hmm. up, I figured we should be at one place at 25, another place at 30. Mm -hmm. And I think when I got around 25, 26, I was like, whoa, this is not where I thought in my Mm -hmm. head, my blueprint in my head, I was supposed to be. And that was right around the time I was telling you, um, I was working for my my mother uh, in the real estate office and also doing consulting. And okay. when I came to the realization, I needed to do something different. Okay. Okay. You know, what's interesting as you were saying that I was thinking about my 20s. And for me, it was not until I was 25 that I felt like a veil came off. And I just saw the world, honestly, for the first time. I felt like in hindsight, I was living in an oblivion. Like I was just totally aloof to many things. And I was just doing without realizing or being cognizant of the impact. Right. I just, I just was doing, I was just going along with it. Almost like a person going to work every day. You know, that commuter just gets on the train and they move with the traffic. They walk with the traffic. Right. It's like, it's called a rat race. Yeah. Like if you see mice, they just, they just do stuff. They they follow each other. And this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't ask any questions. Right. But you were doing it and you, you, at that point, you had already had a house and you had good credit. This is true. So it was a different awakening for you. What type of awakening are you talking about? No, it was a life awakening. I feel, I felt at that time, like a veil literally was pulled over my head and I saw the world for the very first time. And that's when I started to pay attention. That's when I started to pay attention to my credit. That's when I started to pay attention to my finances. That's when I started to pay attention to, you know, budgeting and started to pay attention to things like insurances and started thinking ahead not just thinking for the moment but thinking and planning ahead you know um that's interesting because i think 
even though we grew up differently, we had the same experiences where we had to somewhat figure it out for mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. So right. um, there has been, I had the opportunity, invited opportunity to actually speak. I said, what am I going to do at this elementary school? Really? Mm. But after speaking to the, the um, elementary kids on a yeah. level, it was funny because then their parents started calling and said, my son came up. What did you tell my son? Mm. It's a good thing that it was in a, you know, open space. And I was talking to a bunch of kids. Yeah. And the kids went home and said, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. And I actually got a couple of clients from that because the kids were impacted just to get their minds. As you start setting certain things up from when they're young, inclusive of saving and budgeting and responsibility. Yes. Yes. And when they get older, they're less likely to make certain mistakes, or at least they know about Absolutely. what way they're going. So again, it's like a roadmap for me or a blueprint. Absolutely. I think one of the best things in recent months that I've seen uh, come to the market are these um, credit cards for kids, you know, where they get, they actually get like a credit card and you can put money on there and they can utilize that card, right? Now, what goes along they, with it? It looks like a credit card. It's a debit it's a debit card, but looks like a credit card. It's a card, charge right? card. Remember it's we a, talked about it's that. It's a it's a charge card, exactly. And so, I think what comes along with having that charge card, and I forget the name of it right now, but I'm sure you've seen the advertisements for it. But what comes along with that is the teaching, right? You have to lay the foundation for that charge card and not just say, well, here's something that you can swipe and you can go and purchase whatever you want, you know, or you get your allowance and it just goes on here. Cause that's the mindset that we get in. Oh, it's payday. So I can go out and I can party and I can do what, what, what I want. And you don't take care of the responsibilities first. Right. So right. you have to lay the foundation for your kids. So that's what I want to do today is I want to lay some foundation around budgeting right budgeting. i think it's a very good idea because that is the cornerstone to mm-hmm. everything everything in regards to you making investments having good credit right so we have to fall back on the conception of um paying yourself paying yourself exactly exactly right so let's you know what boom let's start there boom. all right <laughs> boom you get paid what do you do with that income that comes in? First question I always ask is, do you have a savings account set up? Many people, to my chagrin, do not. They do not have a savings account set up. So before anything else, when you, when you think about the concept of paying yourself, like where are you gonna pay yourself? How are you gonna pay yourself? The first thing that I would suggest is opening up a savings account. If you have a checking account, most of us have a checking account today. If you have a checking account, go to that same financial institution and set up a savings account. Just just do that, right? right? And most of them have minimum requirements. You can put $50 in there to start or what have you, but just set it up, okay? So you got that. Now let's put that to the side. We're going to table that. We're going to come right back to it. We need to, we need to slow it down. We need to slow it down. I, I, have, a, I have a little nugget. What's, what's your nugget? Go ahead, drop to that add nugget. To that, um, yeah. Don't make your savings account easily accessible to me. Right, exactly. So do not allow them to link that savings account to your um, debit card. Right. So I have, to this day now, I have a savings account that I don't have any checks for, mm-hmm. and I don't have any debit card for. So right. it makes me harder to, because I would honestly access plenty of times. Exactly. But that's the whole concept. Save it and forget it. Yes, save it and forget it. You know, to that point, there are many financial institutions that will charge you, they'll penalize you if you dip into your savings account too much. So you have like limited number of transactions that you can make on a monthly basis before you're charged. 
So it may be like five. Uh, in other cases, I've seen six or seven. But if you repeatedly make withdrawals or you're constantly moving money back and forth, you will get penalized. And it's a great mechanism to say, stop it, right? Because you don't want money taken away from you when you're saving. So, right. so that's the- incur i've actually had a customer that he was spending more money monthly and monthly charges because he didn't have mm. the wrong amount he had he was in the wrong savings account um he had so you're, talk, you're talking about minimum you're talking about charges um fees from the bank for the, the bank. things that he was doing right yeah, like mm-hmm. five we like why do you need five bank accounts what is right. this about Oh, well, this one is that, you know, they do direct deposit. And this Mm. is one I share with my wife. And this Mm. is one that I have for my daughter when I want to give her money. And Mm. I was like, what is... And then each one was charging him $15 or $25 per. And then when he went over too many transactions and his daughter would withdraw too much money and go into this thing, she would withdraw like $7 too much. And he was paying $30 overdraft. Wow. Looking at this, I was like, this thing is coming out with all the accounts. He was paying like $130 a month. Just going down the drain. So, all your own money. Exactly. So, the points that he was trying to achieve basically were defeated. It it didn't even make sense to have all of those accounts, right? So, all right, we got a savings account. Right, that's gonna be the first thing that we're gonna do if we don't have one in play. Just, we're gonna put that to the side. We're gonna table that for a moment. And we also have the pay yourself. We're tabling that. Savings account and pay yourself go hand in hand, okay? Now, budget, budget. The whole concept behind a budget is determining what you have coming in versus what you have going out and what's left in the middle, right? Coming in, going out, what's left in the middle. What's left in the middle determines what you can do after the fact. So you mentioned something, Mo, I think it was the last episode or so, and you said, what what does grown even mean to you? This is your grown status, the middle part right? This is what you can do, what you can spend, what you can floss on. Basically, if you're short, this is what is going to tell you the direction that you need to take. So step number one in creating your budget is determining what you have coming in, figuring out your income. And I would say to break it down on the annual and also a monthly basis. So annual- I actually think- I actually think uh, for for all intents and purposes, we keep it on a monthly basis because most bills are paid on monthly and then you, it'll work itself out for the yearly. Well, you need to know, and I'm going to agree, disagree with you. We can do that, right? Because we're grown. <laughs> so you need to know what your annual is, in my opinion. And you also need to know what that monthly is. And you, you want to know what that that net is, what you're bringing home, not what your gross monthly is, but what you're bringing home actually. That would be nice if you only paid your bills once a year. Yeah, but you still need to know what your annual revenue is. We need to ask the people at the end, which one do they think works for them? If you know, let's say hypothetically, you're bringing home $700 a week, yeah. And there's four weeks in the month. That means you're bringing on $2,800. And then what's your rent, what's your heat, your car, your babysitting, whatever other things you have, what works for them on a, on a, on a broader base? Is it a weekly, a monthly, in my opinion, it's a monthly, it's a monthly that will get down to the core of your situation. But you're missing the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is when you're setting the budget annually, you need to know what you're earning because there may be overtime that's factored into that. Overtime may look different this year than it does the next. So you need to know your annual income. But wouldn't you know that on a short term basis in regards to- Not necessarily, not, not, no, not necessarily. And it's not about what's left over 
every month. It's about what you have coming in every month, right? So to your point, if you said, okay, well, I make X amount of dollars a week, then you want to multiply that by 52 weeks, right? I actually don't do that. Well, I actually do it on a monthly basis, what I bring in. So on a monthly basis, it depends on how you're getting paid. You could be bi-monthly, it could be bi-weekly, it could be once a month. This is why you need to know and you need to break it down. So at a high level, if I'm earning 60000 a year and my monthly net that I'm bringing home is, you know, 3000 you're really short right? You're, you're really short. So you want to know what the hell happened to the other 30 something thousand dollars. Is it taxes? Do you have child support coming out? Is that overtime pay that you're calculating in there? Well, I see what you're saying, but however, wouldn't it be better to find that out sooner than later? If you, you're looking at it on a yearly because a lot of times my budget doesn't work on an annual. I say I'm going to do something that doesn't work. But if it's wrong, it's easily, in my opinion, to co to um, correct it in regards to every 30 days. And like, oh, man, I got overtime because it's Christmas. I'm not getting overtime because it's July. And I have to adjust myself accordingly. But there's a basic, you know, let's say hypothetically, if it's $2,500, then I know that $2,500 is going to be there at Christmas a little more and the summer a little less. For me, they were um, saying the word. Okay. I'm still going to disagree with we'll, you. Well, okay. We're going to have to agree to disagree. Not, yeah. It I'm works still, for me, though. That it works for you. And I'm, I'm still going to disagree with you. And if it works for you, I'm excited that it works for you. But I want so, feedback from the people. Feedback from the people. That's, that's great. Feedback yes. from the people. So... In my program, what I do is when I do my financial foundation calls, I take the annual and I take the monthly and I calculate separately what the income is on a monthly basis versus what the income is for um, overtime, etc. Because that will show me what additional buffers you have versus if there's no overtime and you can make adjustments based on that. All right. So whatever way works for you is perfectly fine but now you have some net income coming in on a monthly basis the second part of that is going to be to dot down all of your expenses all of your expenses that you're paying on a monthly basis if it's you know cable rent gas groceries what are some other things you pay mo um child support or child support or child care mm -hmm. um what's your budget to you know for lunch mm -hmm. and travel exactly that's Back a and forth big to one work. Mm -hmm. yep that is a big one and many people leave that out and they don't consider it because it's just like, oh, I do this. But those are things that you're spending money on every day, every week, and you need to account for it. Also, your subscriptions, that's a big one. If you have like Apple, you know, music, if you have uh, Spotify, Netflix is a big one. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you jot all of those things down. Insurance, you want to make sure you jot that down. Student loans. Student loans. Lottery, if you play the lotto. Right. Right. So, so basically, I would say um, the easiest way to find that out, because sometimes you don't know. Like we're sitting here, we're adding on and adding on and adding mm -hmm. on. Um, you know, go to your monthly bills, write everything down, and then take a little book with you and you find out how much you're spending for breakfast. Yeah. You know, how much you're spending for lunch in the street. How much are you, how many times you go into the bar, to the restaurant? So yes. you can see everything. So you can see how much value or how much talent that you have left at a weekly, monthly, annual year and see where your money is going and how you can start paying yourself, which means basically that's the money you don't touch. Exactly. So I would also add to that 
go to your monthly bank statements. And I would suggest that you look at least two months back, two to three months back, because that's going to give you consistency and you can see what's changed and what's been consistent over the last two to three months. So go through your bank statements and look at everything that come out and categorize it, write it all down, right? And so then it becomes simple math. You have your income, less your expenses. That's gonna give you around about what your budget is in that middle part. So these are all the things that I, I have to pay. These are all of the things that I, I am spending on. And this is what I have left. Okay. So what is that that you have left? Your net Off profit. Net profit. From, it, from your own work. Right. It may be a net zero is what it may be. Yes. It may be a negative number, right? Yes. It may be yes. a negative number. And so this is when you have to start scaling back, right? And figuring out what you can cut out. You got to cut the fat. Translation, you have to change your behavior. You have to change your behavior, absolutely. You got to see what the issues is. Just like when you go to the doctor, you say, I don't feel well. The first right. thing you say, well, what exactly? They don't know if you mean, is it your foot hurting or your ear hurting? So you have right. to find out where, again, you're leaking money at. And right. you're going to have to learn to live within certain lines and guides. And I just want to go a little bit further in saying what I try to do is I try to um, pay my bills with one third of my income. Then I try to save one third of my income. And then I try to live on one third of my income. And if that is, a t you know, for me, that is the perfect, you know, scale of my maximum in all those three groups. So, you know, a lot of times you go to buy a purchase house, the most they want to see uh, out of your income that you're spending is about 30% of your income should go for housing. So just to give you an idea, so so I'm going to bring myself down this time. If you're making $3,000 after taxes, then you really shouldn't be paying more than $900 to $1,000 for rent, your portion of the rent of mortgage. Hmm? I think that clear, in my opinion, and that's basically how I know a lot of the banks look at 30% of your mortgage, then they started talking about back-end debt ratio and all these things. But for all intents and purposes, sometimes when people do come to me, I try to find out what their um, monthly income is or what they're currently paying so I can find out what their comfortability, where their comfortability is. But you're the for, for For paying. Um, what they've been paying, yeah. So what they've been paying and then what they can. You try to do a projection, you're saying. Right. So a lot of times I, I, people come to me and they say, you know, I want to buy. Perfect example. A lady said to me um, this week, I don't want to spend more than $3,500 a month. Mm -hmm. Because her and her sister were going to move together, you know, okay. buy those together. No more than $3,500. Okay. And I asked her why. And she said, well, you know, I'm paying almost $2,000. And my sister's paying, you know, sixteen, seventeen hundred. So I said, okay, that is for me to get her to, from renting to ownership and mm -hmm. like numbers is a parallel move numerically where she won't go into culture shock from having mm -hmm. to pay double what she's used to paying. So I try right. to keep her in that number. So when I called out a number like, you know, you maybe around five, six hundred. Oh no, I only just want to spend three hundred thousand. And I said, no, that amount based on the day's income would be somewhere in that number. And then we talked about other things, but just to educate, you know, first and foremost, um, where is the person's comfort level? Mm -hmm. and, I, and that's one of the reasons why in 33 years, I had less than, I had three that I know of foreclosures. And customers why in third mm -hmm. that's unheard i don't know anybody that has that 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 um well let's no be record. clear let's be clear you're saying three foreclosures for clients not for yourself no not for yeah. me <laughs> not for you. let's clear that up right Ooh. now yeah and yeah so yeah the clients that got in trouble mm -hmm. and it was extenuating circumstances right they got sick there was a divorce right and people's behavior was just 
off the chain. Right. They needed to reset. Right. Three in 33 years, even with the decline of 2006 and the crash of the stock market is unheard of because not only do we sit down, we are your consultants, even in real estate, because right. this is a great and large um, financial investment and we treat it as such. Exactly. You know, when you talk about debt, right, we, we spoke about this before and I think this is something that we just consistently have to reiterate. Financial hardships can happen to anyone right? Yes, yes. And the vast majority of us have debt. Student loans is a great one. You know, someone um, mentioned to me today, Stacey Abrams' TED Talk, and I watched it, and it was a phenomenal TED Talk. It was less than 15 minutes, but it was really great. And she was talking about her debt and how she was practically um, people were trying to convince her not to run because she had at the time $170,000 in student debt. And she said that she didn't want that to be a deterrent for her, right? Because she had this debt. You know, she had faced different obstacles in her life. And something very important that she said is once she was standing behind the gate, depending on someone else to let her in. And she was determined to be the person to open the gate for others, wow. right? To let them in. And I thought that was so profound and it was just so alarming to me because it was, it was real life. It was relatable. And it's something that I think people need to hear when we get into these financial situations where, you know, we have a hardship or we can't figure our way out of debt or how to pay our bills. We tend to think that it's only us and it's not. The issue is, is we haven't a vast majority of us haven't been structurally taught how to do these things. And to your point, we got to figure it out on our own, right? And so we're figuring it out in right. the midst of doing all of this. It's not the kitchen table talk that we got, you know, growing up. It's not right. until right. we're in our, you know, late twenties or thirties or when that veil is pulled over your head that you say, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. So give yourself um, some encouragement and you know a little pat on the back for even considering and trying to figure it out if you find yourself in a hardship i wanted to, to bring that well and and to your point i think it's um it's interesting because um we came from me and you became from different backgrounds and different mm -hmm. experiences with credit and um making our money and our wealth yeah. Uh, our, not our wealth, our talents work for us and how we built on it. Mm. But I think we also went back and said, you know, like we had a hired Tubman's because we were enslaved by our bad credit. We were enslaved mm. by our bad decisions mm. and we were enslaved by the fact that we didn't have a way out because mm. conceptualized slavery, right. okay? That you knew you had a job, right. they gave you somewhere to work, right. okay? They gave you food and clothes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you didn't have any money. Right. So what is the difference now right. in you becoming an indentured service? So we're trying to show you through our own mistakes and our own um, experiences, good, bad, and ugly, how we got here to where we're at. And then we're trying to help people because we not only if maybe let's say we didn't make the mistakes personally, but because of the, the career paths that we've taken, we also now know not only our own, but how other people, how exactly. did other people become into home ownership or good right. credit or, you know, just growing up. Exactly. Just growing up mentally. Right. And pretty. So I like that scenario with being the gate, you know, open the gate and being the one mm -hmm. that control the gate. And mm -hmm. then you can do it. Mm -hmm. No, we're not I, talking to you from a high level and saying we were born with a silver spoon. No, right. we weren't. No, right. no. Right. No. This is this is perspective from an entrepreneurial and also from a corporate standpoint, right? right. A right. business standpoint. Now you see it from both sides 
of the seesaw, if you will, so that you can kind of balance it out. And it, it gives, we're giving you specific roadmaps that you can change your narrative with. So no matter where you are in the spectrum, again, if you're the novice, you're the beginner, or you're a savvy investor and you're just looking for some funky new ways to kind of re-strategize and, and move your money and diversify. Right. Exactly. So let's get back to our budget, right? Mm -hmm. Now we, we have that middle piece. We know what our income is. Mm -hmm. We know what our expenses are. We know what we have left. And so for all intents and purposes, let's just say that we have $200 left. Out of what amount though? Wait, let's do simple numbers. $1,000. Let's make it more realistic. Thank let's you. do tw <laughs> let's do $3,000 a month at the taxes at the taxes this is your net mm -hmm. $3,000 a month and after your expenses are paid rent groceries daycare how much, how much rent? whatever uh we'll say rent is 900 okay all right so rent is 900 Let's say, um, you know, you have a family member that watches your child and they only charge you, you know, a couple hundred dollars. So let's say 200 for childcare. A week? A month? We're doing monthly. Remember? Okay. 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 So monthly. Let's say that you don't have a vehicle right now and you take transportation and your um, expenses for transportation are 150. Okay, let's say your grocery bill is about 200, and let's say you have one credit card and you're paying the minimum right now at 50 dollars. So where are we? That's 250 and 150. That's four and six and nine that's 24 right yep so we got 600 that we're playing with and we said we were gonna have what 200 left over well you said 200 but you started off with a budget of 3,000 yep so we got another 200 let's just say that other 200 goes to some ad hoc expenses right right okay so 200 is just going to ad hoc and at the end of it all, you have $200 remaining. What's missing in all of that? You. Hello. There's no savings. There's no savings in all of that. You haven't paid yourself. You haven't paid the most important person in this equation. Right. And that's you. so important. You. you. So what you've done is you paid the landlord, right. you paid the car company, you paid the farmer. Everybody's getting paid. Right, right, right. You are not. You are Everybody's not getting paid. Everybody's shocking for your money. Everybody's shocking for your money, and you have this $200 left over. What are you going to do with it? Well, if you don't have the savings account set up, if you don't have a specific plan in place, you're just going to spend it frivolously you're going to have no accountability on it well and what happens is after you work and you don't see anything you need something to feel good about oh yeah and that's how this thing starts this, yeah. this monster yeah. this greedy black hole because yeah. you're doing all the work and you don't see anything at the end right. of the day and then you want to feel good. So then you mm -hmm. go buy things yeah. that then further reduces the value of your talent. There you go. Someone's trying to steal your talent. So you have this $200. Mm -hmm. Then you go out and you buy your sneakers, clothes, or whatever it is you're mm -hmm. buying. And mm -hmm. as you're buying it, before you can get it home, it's crashing, it's crashing, it's crashing. And then you keep doing it. And it's a cycle game because you feel like you need to reward yourself. Right. You got it. Yeah, yeah, you got it, Mo. That's it. That's exactly right. You have failed to reward yourself. You have failed to pay yourself. So what do you need to do? You need to pay yourself first. 
before you pay the landlord, you need to pay yourself first. So let's go back to all of the expenses that we had and we, we tallied up, right? As a rule of thumb, as a rule of thumb, what if you took 10% off the top? 10% mm-hmm. off the top mm-hmm. and paid yourself first. And that's 10% off of the, the net. The net, 10% off the net, paid yourself first. But that doesn't that, mean to take the 10% off and don't pay your bills. No, no, it does not mean that. No, it doesn't. It does not mean that at all. But it means that now you have taken some initiative, right? And you've set your sight on a goal. You're paying yourself first for your hard work, for your labor, for your commitment. And you're now starting to build. So if you take that 10% and you automatically, because we talked about this the last time, you automatically have it go to this savings account. This is why it's important to have the savings account set up in place so that you can have an automated transfer come from your checking and go directly into the savings account. Boom, for free. You're working for free now to help yourself. Isn't that what you said last time? That's right. Just another thing I did say, also, there's another way of doing it so you can't touch it. You can go and make a change on your W-2 at the at the, your workplace and I think it was box six I have to check I have to check but it says additional federal withholding mm-hmm. so hypothetically let's say you want to save that proverbial uh, actual three hundred dollars mm-hmm. then in the box if you're getting paid every other week then you put in a hundred and fifty mm-hmm. now you're not being taxed on let's say eight hundred you're only being mm-hmm. taxed on six fifty Will you see 150 missing off of your check? No, you may only see about mm, maybe 117 mm-hmm. because you dropped your tax liability. Right. And that's another way to touch it, to make sure you don't get your little fingers on it. And then <laughs> in, in, in in the new year, you know, January, February, whenever you, you know, place your taxes, that money is sitting there waiting for you. Right. And then you move it in. I used to take and do that and then move it into you know, CDs, you know, right. 90 day CDs, one year mm-hmm. CDs. Um, so there's a lot of little creative things you can do. I used to buy um, the U.S. stock. What are those things called? Again, I'm sure. The, 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 the treasury bonds. Yeah, the bonds. I forgot mm-hmm. what it's called. I used to buy those. I used to have a drawer of them. So mm-hmm. that in seven years, sometime back then, they were almost doubling in seven mm-hmm. years what the bonds so yeah, that's one of the things that you can do to make sure you never touch it or you can't touch it. And then you adjust yourself to mm-hmm. what you're living on. And you have right. to get creative. Sometimes you have to, you know, when you first get out, make sure you have a decent amount of money before you leave out of the parents' house. So maybe you can, you know, I see a lot of people, they get in with their sisters or another friend and have a roommate to right. drop the amount that they're spending. They get a three bedroom apartment and say, right. oh, I want to be growing. And I have, a, I want an apartment by myself for 1,700. Right. And you get a three bedroom, maybe for 3,000. And right. then you're paying only a thousand dollars, which is a, a portion, but you have to do something to make sure that you have something to show for yourself at the end of the, of the week, the month and the year. Absolutely. So if we were to do that, and let's just say that Either way you did it, $300 a month saved over the course of a year is going to equate to $3,600. Nice chunk of change there. That's a nice chunk of change to build upon. And you know what happens when you start to see something grow? You want more of it. You're excited about it. You get excited about it, right? And so imagine if you see this thing start to grow, it's going to turn into an avalanche after a while because you're going to want to keep putting more and more and more in it. And so this is what it gets addictive. And so this goes back to the point, the 
very best thing that you taught me is like you said, get that little spiral book and start writing down everything, all those little incidentals. If it costs five cents, write that down because now this is where your accountability piece comes in. And the accountability piece is gonna say, uh-uh, don't do that, you have a goal. Don't spend that, you have a goal. And so where you see that you've been spending, you know, ad hocly $100 this week, that's $100 that can go into that nest egg. Right. Right? Once, once that behavior has changed, uh-huh. and behavior said that we are creatures of habit. Right. So once you get into the habit of saving that money, right, it becomes, you know what, I did this, but that wasn't that hard. Right. Let me put a little more in. Right. And $3,600, but your tax returns or maybe your right. bonus. Next thing you got 7000 You're like, whoa, if I do that one more year, you know, you know, you have 15000 maybe. Right. In, in year. And then it started getting excited because then you're in a position to make other decisions. Right. That can Absolutely. really, really impact your life where, you know, you're riding the wave, you know? Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. And just imagine if you had this automatically going to your account, now you're on target for $3,600. What if you saved $5 a day, just $5 a day? That's an additional $150 a month that Mm -hmm. turns into an additional $1,800 for the year. Mm -hmm. Hello. And I'm going to give you a little secret, the easiest way to do that. Yeah. Are you having Mm. coffee? Make it at home. Buy a mug for $10. Make it at home. You don't have to worry about anybody's COVID spitlets getting in your coffee. <laughs> I love it. I love make, it. Make that toast at home. Get up an extra five it. minutes. I Get up love extra it. ten minutes. You right. Know, scramble That's the right. for three days and then you just microwave in <laughs> that egg and that you know, toast in the toast. And you know, it, it it's it's funny. But again, to your point, the $5 becomes $150. Mm-hmm. The $150 that you're not paying Dunkin' Donuts. There you go. It became your income. It's your money. You keep it. Yep. It's your money and you want it now. That's 54 That's a way to save $5,400 in the next 12 months. Easy. E- Easy. Oh, we saying the same time. <laughs> Don't we supposed to say punch buggy or something when you do that? Exactly. No punch back. <laughs> so that is... I like that. That's good. That's a good segment we did. That, awesome. That That's how you become accountable. That's how you change your mind, right? That's how you grow your money. And that's how you get the home life that you want. You know what? I, I want to have a bigger goal for this money. So what do you do when you have this nest egg? Like, what are you saving for, right? Most people want to save because they want to make that purchase. Mm-hmm. They want to make the purchase. So they, they want to buy a house. They, you know, they want to buy a, a condo or something. They want to buy an investment property, a multifamily. They want to become a landlord. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off you. I just realized this when uh, you're just talking. Yeah. What if mm-hmm. the, that $1,000... Mm. You will pay after you behave yourself two or three and this is another thing that real quick it's not a race say it it's not <laughs> a race which means it's not going to happen overnight whatever right. you where where you wherever you are in life it didn't happen in life so think about it as if you drove 15 miles mm-hmm. and it's no u-turn you would have to back the car up exactly 15 miles Backing it up sometimes is a lot slower than when you're going forward, right? Oh, yeah. So it's not a race, not to say if you took 10 years to get in and it'll take you 10 years to get out of it. But what I am saying to you is if it took you, you know, you you had behavior that was not bringing you profit and that behavior Mm -hmm. is for the last 10 years, give it two or three years. Stop Mm -hmm. asking. And this is why people get involved in scams, yeah, everybody Don't wants that it. microwave, that microwave, microwave speed. No, mm. so if you slow yourself down yeah. and you pace yourself, then your behavior would also, if you think 
$50, you know, $150 or, you know, the $300 a lot. But what if you're doing that and all of a sudden that money that you've been giving away as rent, all of a sudden you're taking it from your left pocket and putting it in your right pocket. Oh, and yeah. while you're doing it, what I'm saying is keep even that money through mm -hmm. home ownership. I love it. So I not only it. a cup of coffee, but a, co a cup of coffee and you just not, you don't need another pair of shoes. Okay. You don't need all of these other things. The coat you wore last year, be fine the coat this year. If your kids are growing and then, you know, go do swap meet with other parents. Great idea. You know, what COVID will teach us, because we're going into the second wave right now. Mm-hmm. Christmas Experience. should be what Christmas or whatever holiday that you, Kwanzaa or um uh, any whether you're Jewish or you're Christian or you're Buddhist or you're Baptist or you're um, whatever you are Muslim whatever it is whatever your um, celebration is was supposed to be at the end of this year inclusive inclusive of Thanksgiving and New Year's it should not be like any other one you need to get back to the basics and stop allowing um society to trick you out of your money oh wait wait oh there's a you guys slow down for a minute i want you to interject there are two types of people in the world as someone great says and oh, they are wow. <laughs> can we say that because that's that's you talk about what i say people are right exactly oh, i hope any I, people i hope you don't get a Oh man! Just go ahead and say they won't get offended. They know you more money, so it's good. Offended. So the way I see life is either you a pimp, mm. or you got some real hot stilettos with some <laughs> booty cuts. You out there doing some nasty, nasty things that people don't know. So in my life, the way I think is like yeah, you a pimp or a hoe. <laughs> so it. if you ain't pimping, sorry, mm. I'm sorry. But yeah, I normally don't say that in open company, but that's the truth. <laughs> I had that's I had to bring that one end of the spectrum on the other. That's that's what capitalism is. Right. If you if 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 you're not capitalizing on your own money and someone else's money, then someone is capitalizing on you. So they who that's to hold straight down? Money talk. Hmm. Oh man, boy oh boy, boy oh boy. I ain't nobody's hoe. That's all I'm. Saying. <laughs> I ain't about that life right there. I'm trying to get all I can get. You know, it's oh, one yeah. thing when you go out and you pick up something and you pick up and you pay for it yourself. There right. is no genius in that. Mm. I want it, I'm paying for it. Mm. Genius is like, oh, I want this, but I'm not paying for that. Mm. Who's going to pay for this? Mm. The mm. There's some holes mm. in the cup. There's some Ooh. holes in the Oh, you just took me back to another time. <laughs> I know that. I know. That's the that's the real talk. Yeah, that is. That's real the talk. real talk, right? So ain't nothing pretty either. Mm -mm, it's nothing pretty, but guess what? You too can turn your life around. This I is know financial. a lot of guys don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Did she just call me a hoe? This is financial intervention 101. That's it, man. We get raw. <laughs> we took I the like it raw. We I like it raw. Oh, boy. You took it to oh, another level. We mm. took the H factor someplace else. Yeah, that's a whole nother H. That's an a H whole nother H. Ooh, a whole bunch of H's in there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, you did. Oh. Oh yes, I did. Oh wait, wait, wait. We got we got to get back on track. We're digressing again. We have to get back on track. So I want. I'm thinking, Mo, if we set these targets up and we have a goal in mind, that goal being a purchase, we I think we should give the people a gift. A gift. A gift. Are we giving out stuff now? Well, I think it should be a thing. 
I think it should be a very tangible thing related to all of this, right? I don't know. It's just the season of giving. Tis the season. I think we should give the people a very specific roadmap to home ownership. Oh, you have me sweating. It was like, you just, ah. what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you thought I was turning you into that H. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. So listen, I think we should give the people the roadmap and give them the buyer's checkoff list. The, the, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. You're not talking about... Wait a minute. Are you talking about the bias checkoff list that we give it to our exclusive mm-hmm. buyers? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think, Mo, I think that would be mm-hmm. such great discussion and breakdown, and it would be so invaluable to so many people, Mo. It is valuable. Think- it's valuable to me. <laughs> 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 that's not something I'm giving away. That's, I'm, that's Mo, the secret sauce. That's the secret sauce, but it's it's so special. Uh-huh. And you know what? There's a whole lot, a lot of in there. There's a whole lot, a lot of even if you, even if you gave them some. Just think about it. it oh gosh, she's sweating, y'all. She's sweating. <laughs> she's gonna took off the glasses now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> wow. Just think about it. Think about it. You don't have to give us an answer right now. Just think about it. So, you know, really seriously, you think we should be giving away the buyer's checkoff list? I mean, because when we wrote that thing and no one else was doing I don't even know if anyone else is doing the buyer's checkoff list. I think... I wow. think that I think that would be a wonderful gift. Just think about it. Just think about it, Mo. I'm just I'm just leaving right there. I'm just tune in right for there. next week when we tune see if Mo gives away her favorite sauce, <laughs> her secret sauce to her. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and then her you'll success. then then you'll know. You're K N O W. Oh Ooh. yeah, you'll know. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll know. They know Speaking I gave which, away a valuable thing. Oh. Uh, Speaking of which, I got a um, a um, a listener feedback for the acronym for K N O W. We still haven't finalized on it. It was knowledge, non-resistant, obedient wisdom. That came from the Georgia area. Georgia knowledge. No, 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 let's not, don't do that. Knowledge, non-resistant, obedient wisdom. Wow. Right? Mm. Pretty deep. We're going to have to put these up. We're going to have to put these up and just let them them marinate. Now marinate. Yeah, let them marinate. I was like, yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the lifestyle, the candles, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. And I I love this. This was such a great information. So many nuggets. We slowed it down. I hope y'all had y'all pens and y'all pads down. Budgeting. Budgeting. Stop lying to yourself. Mm. Get in that mirror, right? Face up and be true. Be true to you. Pay yourself first. Create that budget. See what your middleman is and stop hoeing around. Become the pimp. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> X-rated. <laughs> With all sincerity and love, it's coming from a financial standpoint, y'all. Standpoint of bettering yourself. That's it. That's all I got for tonight, Mo. Yeah, I'm still shocked that you think we're supposed to be giving the back. First of all, you're letting people know that we hope you've been pimping them out. And now you're saying, <laughs> you pimping me out saying, give away the bias See? check off list. That, that's the true pimp when you can pimp a pimp. Wow. That's all. <laughs> you guys going to have to tune in to next week. <laughs> See, we're going to have to discuss that seriously. Uh, I'm probably going to get it after <laughs> I'm sure. I'm going to get a phone call after this one. I'm sure. Mo, Mo, thanks for your time. (laughs) Yeah.
Thanks for my time and my legacy, my firstborn, my <laughs> secret sauce. That's the secret sauce, man. That sets me aside. No one. I don't know about that. I think you took it too far this time. Man. You think so? All right. Tune in next week and see is <laughs> lost her mind <laughs> and basically expose myself <laughs> to the world and see what it is that makes me tick behind. I mean, that's that's like you putting on the booty shorts. Who? No, you know, I don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ain't no holes in this house. <laughs> I, I I played that part and I'm done with that. So you know. just think about it. Just think about it. Pimping ain't easy, but it, it sure ain't. is profitable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, come on back next week and get profitable with us. Currency for currency. Listen, if you have a currency matter that you want to talk to us about, real estate for more credit repair for me, send us an email, currency for currency at gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. And we love to come on back. So we'll see you next week. Thanks, Mo. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We brought you the dollars and definitely the cents. So you could cash in on all your MMH factors. So come on back, grab more nuggets, and get your mind, your money, and your home all addressed in one place. It's currency for currency, y'all. See you next time.